1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard claims Aberdeen try harder against Rangers Than they do against Celtic or any other club Scott Brown won't be banned for his post-Old Firm game celebrations And Motherwell winger Jake Hastie's on his way to Ibrooks After agreeing a four-year deal I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Roger Hanna and Hugh Keevans On Rangers' first working day of the season When they drew one all at Aberdeen Stephen Gerrard said his team were in a different class From Derek McInnes's side Now it would appear to be the case that Aberdeen try harder against Rangers than they do against Celtic Managers should refrain from making statements like that It makes them sound childish Either you're in a different class from Aberdeen or you're not Rangers have played Aberdeen six times this season And they have one win Call me an old cynic But there must be an element of blame able to be attached to Rangers in that case Allegation dismissed Uh, Roger Hanna, that's just one of many stories we'll have to cover off tonight yeah, um, I certainly don't want Stephen Gerrard or any other manager to refrain from such ridiculous statements. <laughs> this is what's keeping me in a job, you. I do long, beg your pardon. Long may they reign. Long may Stephen Clark coming out and having a go at referees and Stevie McLean after games. I'm looking forward to seeing Stevie McLean tomorrow take charge of St Mirren versus St Johnson. If that was the worst performance Stevie Clark's seen in 35 <laughs> years, things can only get better tomorrow. Lots of talking points this evening. A big weekend of Scottish football ahead as well. The Championship could be won within the next couple of hours the Premiership might be wrapped up come Sunday afternoon and we've got all the usual controversy that comes on the day when all the managers or most of them do their pre-match press conferences so the number you need is 0141 951 1025 you can tweet at Clyde SSB whether that's about Scott Brown maybe even the Youth Cup final last night maybe about Jake Hasty. but let's kick off with those comments from Stephen Gerrard Rangers fans Aberdeen fans let's hear from you right now 0141 951 1025 Stephen Gerrard says Aberdeen do try harder Against Rangers Than they do against Any other team He says they never laid a finger Against Celtic In the Scottish Cup semi-final But does expect them To up their game At Ibrox You look at the results um, They've obviously Damaged us Certainly in the Cup competitions So yeah um, we, We've got nothing But respect for them It'll be a tough game Aberdeen play different Against Rangers That's what I've noticed They certainly raised the game It seems as if Rangers Is their biggest game Of the season so yeah, we're, we're, we're fully expecting a very tough game again at the weekend It's an important game for both clubs So we'll have to be at it We watch a lot of the opposition Watched them last week against Celtic And they never laid a finger on Celtic in the semi-final But they obviously come to play against Rangers And, and bring their A game And they're very physical And they, they definitely lift the game against Rangers That's, that's for sure They're a good team they're, they're physical, they get in the faces They're organised, difficult to play against and That's a compliment from us to them But yeah, I suppose they know that They have to be at their maximum to stop us So... There's been some good battles and some good contests between the sides over the, the course of the season. They've had the upper hand in the cup competitions, of course, knocking us out. But as the league stands, obviously, we've done slightly better than them. So the question for you is very simple. Do Aberdeen try harder against Rangers than any other team? As Stephen Gerrard says, yes or no? Let us know your thoughts. 0141-951-1025 on the phones. Give us a call right now or tweet at Clyde SSB. Hugh Keevans has made his feelings quite clear. Roger, what about you? Um, listen, it, it's, it takes me back to the days of Richard Goff When he used to say, you know, something similar Aberdeen always raised their game when they took on Rangers um, Rangers probably stands as Aberdeen's biggest game of the season So 
Would it surprise any of us if the Aberdeen players, even subconsciously, did raise their game? Um, the Rangers players raise their game when they play against Celtic in that derby? Yeah, they probably do. And likewise, Celtic players probably raise their game to take on Rangers as well. It's a natural instinct for professional sportsmen when they're faced with encounters like that. If you're an Aberdeen player, taking on Rangers is going to be bigger than taking on St Mirren or St Johnson or Hamilton. So, yes, they probably do raise their game. And now, because of Stephen Gerrard's comments, the Rangers players better raise their game on Sunday... Otherwise Aberdeen will come to Glasgow for a third time this season and get something I mean Hugh, I, th- I thought it was a, a, a given slightly that, that people accused all the teams of ra- raising their games against Celtic and mm. Rangers It's a bigger challenge, bigger crowds, all the rest of it But I suppose the bit that may well annoy Aberdeen fans, I don't know Is the bit where Stephen Gerrard says, you know, well, they couldn't lay a glove on Celtic yeah. in, the, in the, the, the cup semi-final But but look at what they come and do to us You see, Stephen has to make up his mind In the clip that you played, Gordon, he said We have nothing but respect for them, meaning Aberdeen Well, no You've just accused them of not trying as hard against Celtic as they do against Rangers. So that's not showing them proper respect. And if Aberdeen don't try against Celtic, someone should tell Ryan Christie's face. Oh, that was it. Very abrupt. All right. 01419511025 in the phones. Uh, Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Stephen Gerrard cites the, the results though, Roger. He says, just you know, just look at the results. Look, look how well or, or look how successful Aberdeen have been against Rangers. Is that proof of the theory? No, not necessarily Look at Aberdeen's results this season Fantastic away from home I think there were 10 successive wins Away from home at one stage Petodre, there were nothing like that Very poor at Petodre So the Aberdeen players try harder away from Petodre Than they do at Petodre No, of course they don't I mean, Roger, six games One win for Rangers against Aberdeen There has to be an element of blame attached to Rangers yeah, if, you fail, if you fail to win five out of six Against one particular club That's your fault And a huge element of blame attached to the Rangers centre forward Who keeps getting himself Sent off against Aberdeen Three times Among others 01419511025 Let's get the thoughts then Of Charlie Do you agree with your manager Tonight Charlie? Absolutely I agree with him I've said it for a long long time Celtic completely Lie down to Celtic Aberdeen completely Lie down to Celtic Every time you play them They will try Nothing And when they play us The exact same as the Gerard says They up their ante Every time, and uh, they just can't see me. Uh, when they see us, it's just a different. It's more. Well, we need, we need to try harder because we're playing Rangers. Charlie, uh, I've seen it for I've seen it for a long, long time, and it's true. Charlie, you've lost. Aye. You failed to win in five out of six games against Aberdeen. Is that not Rangers' fault? Well, but partly maybe it is. But at the end of the day, if you're playing a team that's uh, Every time they play you as if they're playing in a cup final, uh, it's going to be harder than to beat them into it. But you, you know can't I mean? have it both ways. You, in answer to my question, you've just said uh, maybe it is. Well, if it is, is the case that it's Rangers' fault, what's that got to do with the, the argument that Aberdeen lie down to Celtic and all this other nonsense that's been spouted here? Well, see, see the last game of season last year. Uh-huh. The only time Celtic. Uh, they they laid down to Aberdeen because Celtic won man nothing. Uh, sorry, Aberdeen won man nothing. It was the other way about. And uh, the thing is, so was uh, that was that prearranged on that day? Then Charlie, did, did Aberdeen decide that on that day they, they wouldn't lie down to Celtic as as per normal, and, and, and Celtic took their turn? I think Celtic took the put up the gas because they already knew they'd hmm. won the league. Yeah, but if Aberdeen always lie down 
to Celtic then how, how did they have enough in the tank to win the game? As I said to you, Celtic were playing Aberdeen, right? Aberdeen, in the last game of the season, Aberdeen won, 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 won nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Who'd I ever, ever thought that I was going to harm? It was the last game of the season. You trying to tell me in the middle of the season or uh, in, the, in the beginning of the season, Aberdeen would have beat them. So you're, saying, you're saying then, Charles, that Celtic threw the match? Well, well as I say, the thing is, the Celtic knew they didn't make you really win the game. Charlie, so I, 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 I go back to it, Charlie. Do you know how childish this makes you sound? That's the matter. Tell you the truth, it's the truth. I'm okay. I'm going to say you sound at the end of the day. Even Gerard, he's, he's a, a grown man just the same as myself. And the man's telling the truth, and that's all about it. Well, I'm telling you that if you fail to beat Aberdeen on five out of six occasions, then you are surely, surely to blame. And if it. They don't. Beat Aberdeen on Sunday And that hands the league title An eight in a row to Celtic Then they will be to blame you Yeah um, I mean Aberdeen In fairness to them Because you, you've got to be careful I think with throwing certain allegations Around no, it, it, it questions people's do not, professionalism do not I don't think that's fair We went through this many years ago When Chris Sutton Accused the Dunfermline team Of lying down to Celtic And it was nonsense then And Charlie saying about Aberdeen tonight Is nonsense now they don't lie down to Celtic In the majority of games in the last few years They simply haven't been good enough to beat Celtic in the big occasion You saw it again in a semi-final a couple of weeks ago They're just not quite at Celtic's level um, Consistently over the period of the season They're not quite at Rangers level But in a one-off game, Gordon They've shown hmm. both at Hamden and at Ibrox this season That they can compete with Celtic Let me go back to the allegation about uh, Aberdeen not laying a glove on Celtic In the cup match They Suffered that day from two things They were overpowered by Celtic from the word go And their own Indiscipline Did for them because Lewis Ferguson was sent off Dominic Ball was sent off The manager was sent off Although he had at least Something in his favour In that the chants directed at him were Ridiculous but the assistant managers get sent off as well. Their discipline fell to pieces. Bruce is a Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Bruce. Hi, how's it going? Hi, Bruce. What's your take on this debate then? I don't think anything Gerard's saying is, is untoward. He's, he's basically stating that the Aberdeen up their game when they play uh, Rangers, which they do. Rangers up their game when they play Celtic. Hearts, best game of the season is always against Celtic. I don't think anything he's saying is untoward. I mean, He's purely Taking a point that Aberdeen play best against Rangers They try the hardest against Rangers I don't think anyone should take umbrage to that mm-hmm. But even um, if I even if I agreed with that Bruce Surely if Rangers have failed to win Five out of six games against Aberdeen And if we are to accept that Aberdeen raised their game Surely Rangers have to accept a portion of the blame For being unable to match Aberdeen when they raise their game? Well, oh, definitely, for sure. I mean, that Rangers are definitely not not matching up to the game, but a lot of that's been down to obviously Morelos getting sent off and Rangers just not being at, at the races. Um, but it's definitely, definitely um, not a negative thing a team up their game when they play, you know, they play Rangers or, as I say, Hearts results against Celtic are always quite good. Kamarnock, we've always, as Rangers fans, always been able to kind of rely on Kamarnock to get the odd shock against Celtic. And 
the not laying a finger on Celtic in the cup final is is an ode to Celtic. That Celtic outplayed them. And in boxing terms, if someone says you don't get a glove on them, it's not a case of well the guy wasn't trying. It's a case of Celtic were too good and Aberdeen were not able to lay a punch on them. I mean, I don't think anything Gerard said there is is really untoward. Maybe well, one, of the biased, things, but one of the things Bruce that fascinated me was the timing of it. Why has Stephen Gerrard said this today? Is he maybe tried other tactics ahead of Aberdeen Rangers games with his players and it hasn't worked? And he's now thinking, right, this is the last of six encounters between the two teams this season. Aberdeen have had the better of it, but Rangers need to finish the season with a flourish. They need to beat Aberdeen on Sunday, A, to keep the title race running for at least another week, but B, just to stretch away from Aberdeen and ensure second place for Rangers at a minimum this season. So I think he's maybe put this out there as much for his players as for the fans or for the media to remind these players what's coming their way on Sunday and to ensure that his players raise their game to be able to cope with Aberdeen on Sunday better than they've coped with Aberdeen in the majority of games. Yes, yeah, it's, it's early, but I mean, it's a Jose Mourinhoism. It's a you know, it's all the mind games. It's, it's it adds an extra spark to the game. He's definitely done it to get a reaction from his players, but he's also probably hoping to get a reaction from some of the Aberdeen players. Um, and try and trying to kind of rile things up. He's not. He's done it because he knows it's going to get reaction. Um, but I mean, Josh Mourinho used to do all that stuff at Manchester United or Chelsea. No, he didn't work at Manchester. Did it at Chelsea first time round. Did it at Porto. All these things work. The game is no longer just about football. It's off the field as well as on the field. I mean, yeah, I mean, you should. around his little finger by by all these little tricks. Yeah, Hugh. Maybe surely that 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 reading of it would be. Fair enough, it's not that controversial What Stephen Gerrard said, I mean people can disagree with it But it's not overly outlandish And if it gives his team an extra 5% Then then why if not? It, if he did it To deliberately try and get his team to be better Than they have been so far Against Aberdeen this season Then okay, all is fair in love and war But it just sounds so childish to me They try harder against us than they do them You know, it, it sounds to me like School playground stuff I know it's terrific isn't it <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way I would not Thank you Bruce in the West End What's your reading of it John and Barhead Hello uh, Gordon Hi Hugh Hello. Is it Roger or sorry? It is Hi John Right I agree with Stephen Gerrard Right He's right Aberdeen always turn up against Rangers Look at the time Hamilton Beat Aberdeen 2 nothing at home Then the next game They beat Rangers and the same with Hearts Hearts turn up against Celtic So Rangers failed to beat Aberdeen On five out of six occasions And it's got nothing to do with Rangers No Because Aberdeen always turn up In the game against Rangers It's, it's not just happened under Stephen Gerrard It's happened for years So you're saying that Five games without a win over Aberdeen Has nothing to do with Rangers I'm not saying it's nothing to do with Rangers I'm just saying that Aberdeen raised their A-game shoe And listen, by the way I think that that's alright, isn't it, Roger? I think that, oh, that in well, itself listen, is fine on, I mean, you would almost expect that I think If, if what, you strip what, it away The actual allegation Aberdeen raised their game to take on Rangers Yeah, who knew? Well, like, I, I don't think there's anything exactly. bad In Aberdeen raising their game Aberdeen trying a bit harder I actually think it's a natural instinct For a game of that significance mm. And Rangers Aberdeen Is it the comparison To what Aberdeen Have done against Celtic Which has caused people To take a bit more interest Yeah possibly Because they've got A rotten record Against Celtic In recent times Even the win they got At Parkhead Was in a 
you know, an end of season game that didn't really mean anything well, for they, either they team. They did come down and get a point. What was that? A month ago, maybe just over. Yeah. Again, no. You know, there's been a couple of times, not this season, but in previous seasons. I think of Ronnie Dyler's last season, uh, when we reached a point in March when you thought, I wonder if there is a title race, and I wonder oh. if Aberdeen can maybe just have a title race. And then they would play Celtic, and they'd lose three or four nil, and we'd realise there was never really a title race on at all. Um, so you know the the points that they've got have been in games that haven't really been critical. Look at the record in cup finals, cup semi finals. Gordon, we spoke prior to the semi final a couple of weeks ago about the, the positive words that were coming from Derek McKenzie and his players, how they fancied it, how they thought this was their chance to beat Celtic at Hamden, and they didn't turn up. And as you said, they had four people either sent off or sent to the stand, and they get beaten three 0 and it could have been anything you like at the end. So you're probably there's probably something in that. When you compare the results against Rangers mm-hmm. To the results against Celtic But there are so many factors as to why a result can go Absolutely. one way or the other Rather than simply they try harder or they don't try 100%. as hard 100% But has Stephen Gerrard just thrown that out mm. To remind Rangers players of the record And to remind them of the responsibilities come 3 o'clock on Sunday Final word to you John Gordon uh, When was the last time Aberdeen came to Park and beat Celtic Apart from last year? Well, apart from last year, I'm not sure, but last year was the last time. Why? Why do you want to make it apart from last year? It was a long time ago. But then, John, you would say that about me. I mean, Celtic for the last however many years have been the best team in the country. The visiting teams coming there and having a poor record that that can't be a surprise to people, surely. But even before Brendan Rodgers, Aberdeen have, have bad results. I think I think the last time I seen them winning. I think they were throwing snowballs. <laughs> uh, That's I, when I get back. But but as Gordon says, John, you know, there's not many teams do have good records at Celtic Park. When did Rangers last win a game at Celtic Park? So it's that's maybe more to do with Celtic. You're not telling dominance. me Rangers lie down to Celtic at Celtic Park, are you? Don't even start that. We'll be on until three o'clock in the morning. No, for, Rangers for the record. Rangers, I'm not telling you that. <laughs> Rangers don't do well at Celtic Park because they haven't been as good as Celtic. They did right in the last game To be and fair And Rangers have Failed to beat Aberdeen On five or six occasions Because They haven't been up to it Okay Thank you John and Barhead 01419511025 Scott Brown had his hearing At Hamden today No punishment To be handed out To the Celtic captain Following his post Old Firm game Celebrations Gestures Call it what you will Let us know 01419511025 That's coming up After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Keevans and Roger Hanna are here, so give them a call. Let them know what's on your mind. Or if you would rather tweet, we are at Clyde SSB. So many big stories to get through tonight. So let's move on and hear from something that broke just before we came on air. And that is that Scott Brown won't face any punishment for his post-Old Firm game celebrations. Now remember, the Celtic captain faced a hearing at Hamden today after a charge of not acting in the best interests of association football. But he has been cleared to play for the remainder of the season, and that includes against Rangers at Ibrook. So let's hear from you. Do you agree or disagree with the decision? Always keen to hear from both sides. 0141-951-1025. It was a vague charge to begin with. And it's one that the SFA Disciplinary Committee could not make stick. And Celtic came with legal representation. Uh, and now, basically, the verdict is not proven. Uh, 
which is a peculiarly Scottish verdict. And on we go. The Celtic supporters are annoyed that uh, Scott Brown was cited in the first place. The Rangers fans are annoyed uh, because they will take this to mean that Scott Brown has been let off and that this is an SFA conspiracy. And Roger and his staff will be once again rubbing their hands in glee and on we go. It's a complete and utter embarrassment for Claire White, the compliance officer, and everyone at the SFA. The, rather controversially, I thought, charged Scott Brown. Not acting in the interests of association football. What does that mean? <laughs> Seriously. That's why I say it's a vague charge. What, is it? It, what does it mean? And how on earth did anyone in there think they were going to make this stick? Because as soon as they levelled this charge at Scott Brown, Celtic had the big guns coming out, they had all the legal advisors, they were poring over all the articles of association, and they very quickly realised that Scott Brown hadn't mm. done anything that they could make stick mm. to him in their own rules, in the SFA's own rules, it hadn't done anything wrong. So it doesn't surprise me at all that the case tonight has been found not proven. I'd have been more surprised if they had made it stick. And I, I just don't think the SFA came out of this particularly well tonight. Now, now is, is that because you don't think Scott Brown did anything wrong or because no, you just think that the God, rule that God. was used to try is, is, is flimsy? Here, here, and Here's the one for you, right? There, there, there's two ways of looking at this. Did Scott Brown do anything morally wrong? Did Scott Brown do anything wrong in terms of breaking SFA rules? Now, we can argue until the cows come home as to whether Scott Brown, as captain of Celtic, should have celebrated in the manner in which he did in front of the Rangers fans at the final whistle. We've had these arguments for weeks now. We could have them for many more weeks. And briefly, what would your take on that side of it be? It doesn't particularly bother me. What bothers me more is... Did he do anything to breach the rules? No, he didn't. And the SFA and the compliance officer should know their own rules and should know that he didn't breach any of the rules. That's why tonight the case against him is not proven and the SFA looked very silly. Douglas is in Denison. Hi, Douglas. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hi, um, just like to quickly, before I make a point, just like to um, say to Hugh how much I enjoyed his tribute to Caesar on Tuesday night. That was lovely. Thank you, Douglas. Um, I was just touching on Billy McNeil guys and Scott Brown. Obviously, this has been <clears throat> big news in the last few weeks. I was on a few weeks ago, and you guys were making the point. You know, that it just feels like this is sort of gamesmanship in today's in today's era with the old firm. Um, a lot of people seem to be quite easily offended today. Uh, I, like personally, as a Celtic fan, I don't feel like Scott Brown did a lot wrong. Um, I think it's quite right that he got off with no charge. Um, but obviously, in a week for the in, in a massive week for the club with the tributes to Billy McNeil tomorrow, I was I was going to ask Hugh in particular. There must have been all sorts of games and shit back in Billy McNeil's day, Hugh. I mean, um, what do you think the great man himself would have made of all this with the with the commotion like, today with Scott Brown? I saw John Gregg at Billy McNeil's statue the other day, and I knew he'd be there because if ever two men had mutual respect, it was John Gregg and Big Billy. The world was a different place then. Celtic and Rangers would knock lumps out of each other in every match in which they played against each other. And everyone dusted themselves down and got on with it. There were no recriminations afterwards. There were no compliance officers. But now we live in the age of we must be offended by something. 
And that's why the SFA have tried to make something stick against Scott Brown, which Celtic's legal team have said... We can drive a horse and cart through this I mean listen It's it's a completely changed era In a million and one ways But I suppose the question Douglas is asking as well then Leads me on to ask you Would would the players in those days Have celebrated in that manner? Whether he broke rules or not That's fine That's what we're discussing But this is perhaps a different issue Uh, Yes they would But very very rarely I, I can remember goals being scored uh, that were celebrated in, in, in a lavish way That today would have had people up in arms But as I say I knew John Gregg would be at Billy statue Because the two men had the highest regard for each other And I'll have to use the old cliche Back then men were men uh, Douglas the, the counter argument The people who think that Scott Brown did do something wrong Will say that you know, he should have a bit more responsibility and awareness of the type of fixture, um, of the potential impact on on the crowd and, and all the rest of it. I take it that's not something you agree with. Can you see where they're coming from? No, of course you can see where that's coming from. Um, but I just I just feel like the day that you know you're kind of telling footballers to not show any sort of emotion in that sort of game, it's it's, it's going to be a sad day because you know, tensions do do boil over in games like that. Um, and you know, I'm sure Scott Brown's just proud to wear that armband and you know react like that at full time, you know, after a big win. Um, but I, I was just, I just wanted to kind of emphasize the point that, like, that I don't feel like this week's about Scott Brown; it's about celebrating a great guy tomorrow. Well, um, looking forward to the game, Douglas. By the time we're finished tonight, this matter will be finished. Anyone that wants to shout and ball about it, they're just wasting their breath because tomorrow uh, we move into what I think is a, a people's event. With a football match thrown in So this will not overshadow anything for the Celtic fans With regard to Big Billy tomorrow But as I say We live in the era where People must be offended by something Roger we have established Scott Brown hasn't broken any Scottish FA rules Whether our listeners like it or not He hasn't He's now free to play Does that mean that that, that Celtic just you know, a hundred percent happy with it. Do, do you think any sort of conversation takes place with Scott Brown to say, "Listen, we know he didn't break the rules, but maybe just rein it in a bit," or is it is it just as you were? I think it's just as you were. I'm pretty sure it will be just as you were. And and as you says, by twelve thirty or a few moments before twelve thirty, when the Celtic supporters begin gathering at Celtic Park tomorrow, Scott Brown will be very far from their minds. They will be thinking of one man and one man alone. I would expect a tide of emotion to sweep mm. over Celtic Park and the surrounding area tomorrow. Yeah, well, we're going to hear from Celtic's current number five on the possibility of retiring the jersey a bit later on. Let's stick with this for a bit longer. Gordon is a Rangers fan and fairly high. Gordon. How are you doing, guys? All right? Yeah, good, thanks, Gordon. What's your take on this Scott Brown story this afternoon? Well, I can only assume that when you're saying that he's done nothing wrong, you're talking about the Scott the Scott Brown rule book and know the one for everybody else. Um, he, we've seen for years he gets away with stamps, he gets away with straight leg tackles, he gets away with elbows uh, ev- nearly every week. Um, now he, he went over and he gave it the age old get it up you sign to the Rangers fans. Um, now, considering we're trying to make football far more family friendly, I would have thought that Daniel Kandias born a kiss was far less provocative hmm. than Scott Brown giving that a get it up you. So, uh, so what's the difference? Well, I think it's important to start by saying every single pundit on this show 
agreed that Daniel Kandias sending off was a nonsense. Yes, yeah? so so we, we we can all agree with 100%. that. The only and I see why Gordon raises the point that the difference would be that Daniel Kandias was booked for it, wasn't he, Roger? It was a, it was a second yellow card. Yeah. And by the way, that's fine. Then if if Gordon or anyone else wants to say why wasn't Scott Brown booked at the end of the game, fine. As is often the case with these disciplinary matters, we we try and compare two incidents, but it's it's not always easy. Daniel Kandias was given a second yellow card. Yeah. This is now a retrospective thing with with Scott Brown. Yeah, it is, and it's very very easy, guys. Uh, Scott Brown wears green and white, and Daniel Kandias wears blue. That that's the difference. Well, that, that is that is the difference. Well, if that's the it, only then <laughs> well, why 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 then did the SFA charge him in the first place? Call Scott Brown to. Hamden today Why did they do that If there's one rule For green and white One rule for blue Well, well because they have to Put up some sort of Pretense don't they No they don't They could oh, just Says who So so why, why he, he done a straight leg Tackle on Candias And the whole All we spoke about After the game Was Morelos' incidents um, he, he did a similar tackle Against Hibs The so... boy was off injured And Hibs, Hibs still beat them then he done a similar tackle against Hibs the next time and got away with it. Yeah, but we're talking uh, when, when we're the talking boys... about a specific case here. Let's stick to a specific case. You're telling me, you're telling me that the SFA deliberately organised a show trial to be seen to be doing something, but weren't interested in prosecuting oh, no, no. Scott Brown. Oh no, Pete, Peter's obviously told them that they, they couldn't get through it. Well, you're saying that's a fact. You're saying that Celtic's oh, chief executive warned the SFA not to punish Scott Brown anyway. You're, you're presenting that to us as a fact. We, we have to take each of these incidents individually on their merits. Scott Brown faced a charge today or appealed against, I think it was a two-match ban that was offered him. Now, we can argue all day long about the merits of his gesture. I don't think it was particularly clever. I don't think it was particularly classy. No. I don't think it's the type of thing that... Some of the old firm captains of yesteryear that you spoke about yes. You would have done I agree However If you look at the SFA rule books Their rule books, not my rule book If you look at the SFA rule book What he did Wasn't in any breach of the rules Now we could argue all day As to whether we think it should be in the breach of the, a breach of the rules The facts are It wasn't a breach of the rules And He has Found that out tonight And I think the SFA Look a bit silly tonight Roger Hanna says That despite not breaking the rules Hugh What Scott Brown did Wasn't particularly clever Would you go along with that? I do 100% uh, It was a big victory for Celtic It was achieved in the most dramatic fashion With uh, James Forrest's belated goal I always think You should go to your own people And you should whip it up uh, Because one other day It'll be the other side And not you So I agree with what Roger said. For me, nah, leave all that stuff out and go to the Celtic supporters. However, taking this case in isolation, the SFA brought a vague charge against Scott Brown, which Celtic's legal team said they could not possibly make stick and have succeeded in that aim. And that's the end of the matter. John is in Clyde Bank. Hi, John. Hi, good evening, guys. How you doing? Good, thank you. Um, um, I, w- I will go back to the Scott Brown thing But I'm going to go back to The other day when, uh, when The great John Gregg was at Celtic Park I was there watching that um, When we laid the race We were other members of Rangers Football Club And it was a very very moving moment 
um, from one great to another. Um, and uh, Peter Lowell's there. And I, I said to Peter Lowell, isn't this great that the clubs are together? And he went, yeah. I says, why is it you wait to your death when you do things? And he looked at me and he says, I don't know neither. Well, you know, death has a way of focusing people's minds. And the loss of someone as great as Billy McNeil clearly would have a profound effect on someone as great as John Gregg. Because there's a reason why there's a statue of John Gregg outside Ibrox and there's a reason why there's a statue of Billy McNeil outside Celtic Park. Because they were the greatest captains ever to have represented their clubs. And they bore that responsibility with great pride uh, and humility. And that did not prevent John Gregg from bouncing wee Jimmy up and down twice and volleying him into the crowd. Uh, so, you know, and it didn't prevent Billy from doing what he could to stop Rangers scoring goals. But they did it and they did it in a way that today's players do not replicate. Satisfy my curiosity because John's on about the rivalry. Is there any, any Celtic fan out there who would be willing to phone in the show tonight and say, do you know what? I think Scott Brown should have been banned for that. And on the flip side, are there any Rangers fans out there who'd be willing to phone in and say, do you know what? That was the right decision to let Scott Brown off with it. Or has the rivalry just completely blinded everything? Well, you say that, you know, that there's always, there's always one. Uh, and there may very well be for both arguments that you put forward there. I have to go back to the plain and simple administrative fact of the matter the SFA brought up a charge against Scott Brown that they could not make stick and whether you're a Celtic supporter who was outraged that he was cited in the first place or whether you're a Rangers supporter who believes in their heart of hearts that there's one rule for green and white and another I'm, for blue I, I'm not sure I had ever heard of the charge before No, no neither and well, I, actually, In light of tonight's decision There was one I'm not sure we'll ever hear of it again <laughs> It was one of the charges levelled at Rangers When they issued their Willie Collum statement Um, There you go you, Forward, sleep, you, can sleep, you can sleep easy tonight uh, John, very quickly I know you did have a point about that Scott Brown thing So if you can, quickly Right, stop There was he had no charge to answer, right? People say he's going off here Who in the SFE was responsible for making this this? Suspicable act up this, That oh. was It was a disgrace What happened to him Hold on a minute John You're not telling me The SFA are anti-Celtic now Because two minutes ago They were anti-Rangers I'm, I'm getting lost here No Of course not I'm asking you wh- Why they actually thought it up If there was no case to answer I mean He could have got Well get, obviously Obviously Take they, the mickey Take ob- the mickey We can chart we can, we can handle that Obviously They thought it up As you say because they believed that they had a legal footing to stand on. Celtic's legal representatives have proved they did not. With all this talk about Celtic's greatest ever number five, we'll hear from the current number five after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Hugh Keevans are here So give us a call or send us a tweet Remember Ross County can win the championship tonight They only need a point at home to Queen of the South um, You've all been expecting it So if you're a fan of a top flight club Get 
Get ready Get the passport looked out Because you could be going up there For your away trips next season We'll keep you up to speed On anything that happens there Uh, We are going to hear from Celtic's Current number 5 Amidst the debate about whether or not The Celtic club should uh, Retire that number 5 jersey In memory of Billy McNeil But let's speak to Scott and Kafkin first He's a Rangers fan Hi Scott Hi guys How are Um, you tonight? Not bad Same question None of the answer Mm. Can you just simply answer the question? How is Daniel Kandé's punished for the same thing as Scott Brown just done? Just, just, just somebody explain to me the difference in why one was punished and one wasn't. Well, I did answer it. It might not have been an answer that satisfies you, Scott, but Daniel Kandé's was given a second yellow card at the time. And like I said, none of us agreed with that. We all think that was nonsense, but he was given a second booking on, on the day at the time. You're not answering that. You're, not, you're still not answering that. <laughs> you just said, Scott, what's right, the right, difference? Scott, it's a very Scott, simple I'll, difference. I'll, I'll have a go, right? I'll have why a go, Scott. Scott. Why is Scott Brown not booked? Scott. That's a fair Scott. question. I'm about to explain this. Daniel Candias got a second yellow card. And everyone here has agreed that was a wrong decision by Willie Collum. The problem Rangers had was you can't appeal against yellow cards in those circumstances. Those are the rules. They wouldn't be my rules, but they are the rules. So that is why Candias was done. And we're all agreed he was wrongly done. Now, Scott Brown, in the last game, gave the gesture. As far as I know, the officials who were there at the time didn't see the gesture. Otherwise, in all likelihood, Scott Brown would have received a yellow card. But they didn't see it, so they didn't do him. The SFA then charged him with this charge of not acting in the best interests of association football. Now, Hugh described the charge as vague, I don't really understand the charge And Celtic's legal team have come in And driven a coach and horses Through the charge So that's why Candias was done Wrongly in my opinion And that's why Scott Brown wasn't done So why the Rangers legal team? What is the difference? No you can't can't appeal a yellow card It's just the rules They can't now Again I'm saying it wouldn't be my rules I don't see why you can't appeal a yellow card well the reason is because they would be inundated I mean it would be a revolving door wouldn't it Can you imagine And please forget about Celtic or Rangers Can they or Brown Can you imagine a system where clubs could appeal every yellow card That would be chaos You think it's bad what we've got at the moment That would be mental surely yeah, yeah, possibly right yeah. but, but Roger and yourselves Have combined to give The actual factual Explanation for why Can Was Sent off And why Scott Brown Eventually Came before an SFA panel Now Scott has to understand That The truth has been Respected there And you've Given him his answer So If All that Scott wants One of us to say is It's because Candias wears blue And because Brown wears green and white Then we can't help him Scott Well I can it isn't pure nonsense I'm sorry it's nonsense There's so many things Scott Brown's done There are so many It's getting embarrassing There are endless It was the following week with the tackles Nothing done it's, it's, We all know the outcome before the, you know, before they tell you yeah, Nothing but, happens But Scott the, you, you must understand that the problem that we have here Sitting in the middle of all this The Rangers The Celtic fans are on Saying It's a disgrace that Scott Brown was charged in the first place And he's getting picked on bec- Because he's been charged and it, So Both can't be true Well He's getting picked on But what happens at Mungin? 
Rangers game, Lukaku will get through, I can't wait to play them straight through him. He's getting picked on. I must have watched in a different game. I, like, I said to me, you think it's just still grapes? It's not. It's it's particularly Scott Brown. It's Scott Brown time and time and time again. It was a tackle on the Hibs game at Easter Road. It was an absolutely shocking challenge. Nothing. There's so many incidents in this one season alone. Well, you know, we can only speak about the incident which has taken place today and the SFA have been unable to make a charge stick against Scott Brown. Now, you can go back over the catalogue of tackles, but, you know, if referees miss things or do not take the appropriate level of action, then okay. But we can only, I mean, one incident at a time, please. And, you know, this has been the subject of an SFA hearing involving legal minds, and legal minds have determined that this charge is so vague that there's no way that anyone can make it stick. Thank you to Scott In Kathkin 01419511025 What was the game Scott Brown was sent off in recently? Kilmarnock was it for a, the celebration following the winner? Yeah Just yeah. at the end of Rugby Park Yeah it just Came to me there Alright uh, let's hear from Yuzo Siminovic She's Celtic's current number 5 He says he'd certainly be okay With the club retiring the jersey In memory of Billy McNeil There are calls from some For that to happen After the greatest ever captain Died on Monday um, Just before we hear from Siminovic Give us your, your take on that situation Hugh Keevans I think when a club Erect a magnificent statue of you Outside the ground As Celtic did with Billy McNeil They pay fitting tribute To the greatest ever captain of the club I've heard that you know people say Name a stand after Billy And now retire the number five Strictly speaking Roger told us during the last break there Billy never wore a number five jersey it was number five shorts That's being pedantic However I think if there's that Magnificent statue outside the ground Celtic have done the right thing By Billy McNeil I've been very sad you know Because Celtic lost A guy who has been a Massive part of History of the club Amazing player Amazing guy mm. But as myself To wear his number Is a big pleasure and very thankful for that. No, it's not on me who gonna decide, but it's already a big pleasure to wear number five after after amazing player who's been amazing part of, of this club. Tam is in Porso. Hi, Tam. How you doing? Good. Thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Hi, Tom. I was just like to uh, thank uh, you, yourselves, and Silver Scoreboard Matt for the the tribute you played to the the greatest captain. Ever. And uh, that's basically um, it. It kind of touched me, you know. Reading the stories and things. I never. I'm too young to see them play. I had to listen to my father's stories, but amazing movies I've done. And uh, seeing John Gregg even coming over for the other side of the city doing that, and it touched everybody in Scottish football. Oh. I just hope tomorrow that Celtic put on a five-star show. Do you know Tom, man. Yeah, Tom, Hugh, I, I don't really like to praise you on this show. I don't think it's, don't think it's a good idea no, generally. No, but um, it won't be habit for. <laughs> but uh, let's be honest, you did a fantastic job of it the other night. It's clearly you. something you feel strongly about as well, passionately about. Um, and you can see how many people are taking a little crumb of comfort in what has been a sad time. Absolutely. Uh, my first phone call, Tam, on Wednesday morning was from Brisbane, Australia, 
And it was the former Aberdeen and St Mirren manager Alex Smith A man who won the Scottish Cup for both clubs Who was a very great friend of Billy and Liz And uh, all of a sudden Brisbane It is a very long way away But all of a sudden it seemed even further away for Alec And he said to me You make sure that you contact the McNeil family for me And he said I'll phone you back in two days To make sure uh, you know, Alec having emigrated to Brisbane a year ago So yesterday I spoke to Martin McNeil Who is uh, Billy's boy You're saying that he'd, um, he'd actually bow to shake his hand that, you know? No, 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 right? no, no, you're getting confused yeah, there it was sorry, my, it, No, no, it was my son-in-law Martin uh, This is uh, Martin McNeil who's Billy's boy uh, And I, I did say Martin, I want you to tell your mum That Alec Smith has been on from Brisbane And you must tell your mum that, that you know, he, he's devastated by your father's death uh, and he wants to make sure that you pass on your best, his best wishes to your mum. So I did that. And Martin's a fine young man and the, the McNeil family are coping very well. Don't worry about that. Time is against us, I'm afraid. Thank you, Tam, in Possil. And it is worth men- mentioning, Rangers have announced that a minute's applause will be held before Sunday's game against Aberdeen in memory of Billy McNeil. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time, Hugh Evans. Uh, Rogers minus one still applies on a Friday night, by the way. Don't think you'll be getting off with that. So if you want to take them on tonight, it's 01419511025. Be quick because you only have until the news starts at seven. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Roger Hanna are here on a very busy night on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off hearing from Stephen Gerrard. He believes Aberdeen try harder against Rangers than they do against any other team. Uh, we have reacted to the news that Scott Brown won't face any punishment for his post Old Firm game celebrations. And we heard from Celtics number five on the possibility of retiring the jersey. So if you've got any thoughts on them, keep them coming in. And But after Beat the Pundit, I'm looking for you Rangers and Motherwell fans. Jake Hasty, it's been the worst kept secret in Scottish football over the last few weeks. Pretty much conf- confirmed now, although not by the clubs bizarrely, that he will be moving to Ibrox for next season. So, Motherwell fans, sad to see him go. Rangers fans, happy to have him. You tell us 01419511025. That's coming up next. The Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the Pundit time Roger minus one Hannah Or Hugh Keevans Is going to be taking on Tommy from Greenock How are you tonight Tommy? I'm good thanks Good stuff Tommy Now listen the Pundits had an absolute disaster last week They were all over the shop We were dishing out signed balls Like there's no tomorrow But they've, they've managed to get back on track So I'll toss the coin And see who you're up against Heads it is Hugh Keevans And tails it will be Roger minus one Hannah oh, And it is heads So the minus one Doesn't come into play tonight It's Hugh Keevans The minus two <laughs> That'll be right Plus three I'm happy with that <laughs> I'll bet he is <laughs> At least he's honest Thanks for the vote of confidence Tom <laughs> Let's give Hugh some Clyde 2 in his ear And that way he won't know what you're saying Tommy 30 seconds I'm going to put that on the clock You're going head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep What was the final score of last night's Youth Cup final? 4-2 Who is currently top of Scottish League 2? Peterhead How many fur trees appear on Motherwell's badge? 3 which team based in North Lanarkshire play at the Penny Cars Stadium? 
Hamilton What country did Dick Advocat manage immediately after leaving Rangers? Holland How many league medals does Sean Maloney have with Celtic? Three And who was awarded last season's PFA Scotland Players Player of the Year award? Okay, let's give Hugh Keevans his attempt Hi Hugh You ready? Yes, yes, off we go Same set of questions to you, shall we? Yes What was the final score in last night's Youth Cup final? 3-2 Rangers Who is currently top of Scottish League 2? Pass How many fur trees appear on Motherwell's badge? Three Which team based in North Lanarkshire play at the Penny Cars Stadium? Pass Which country did Dick Advocat manage immediately after leaving Rangers? Russia how many league medals does Sean Maloney have with Celtic? The D. Who was awarded last season's PFA Scotland Player of the Year award? Callum McGregor. And what year did Scott Sinclair join Celtic quickly? 2015. Okay. Now, Tommy, you said you had had a shocker. You've just heard Hugh Keevans. Was he more or less shocking than you? I'll tell you in a minute <laughs> Right let's find out then First question The final score of last night's Youth Cup final It was 3-2 to Rangers You just added one on there Tommy So it was 3-2 no, no. Hugh Evans got it right 1-0 to him Equalised though Straight away Peter Head Top of League 2 Can win Ooh. it this weekend How many fur trees appear on Motherwell's badge It is 3 You both knew it So it's 2 all. Which team based in North Lanarkshire Plays at the Penny Cars Stadium Roger Hanna Airdrie Whoever said Hamilton ah. That's South Lanarkshire by the way Just Got my local knowledge out there mm. uh, Which country did Dick Advocat manage Immediately after leaving Rangers It was the Netherlands ah. So Tommy goes in front 3-2 How many league medals Does Sean Maloney have with Celtic That might even be too tough for you Roger 3-4 5 Ooh. Uh, Who was awarded last season's PFA Scotland Player of the Year We've just been talking about him You're a Celtic fan as well Tommy Hugh Keevans I thought you'd have known this Scott Brown Scott Brown Brown Sinclair was the year before uh, You have the chance to equalise you Because you got through one more question In which year did Scott Sinclair join Celtic? You said 2015 The answer 2016 It's 2016 ah. So Hugh Keevans has had another mayor And Tommy The signed ball is on its way to Greenock Well done to you Thanks very much Well done Tommy There we are Tommy said he had a shocker But Hugh Keevans was just that bit more I, shocking I had as Frank McIverney would say A shocker wouldn't Absolutely 01419511025 Giving away another sign ball The gaffer is not going to be happy with Hugh Keevans But anyway let's hear from you Rangers fans Motherwell fans Talk to us right now About Jake Hasty. 01419511025 Let's hear from both managers on the subject Both been quite cagey about the full thing uh, Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard first The results um, obviously Well I think obviously It's no secret that There's an interest there, but until we get a complete, you know, there's nothing really to say on it. But I'm not going to sit here and deny it because obviously it's 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 out there that there is interest. Short and sweet from Stephen Robinson as well. Yeah, um, as I say, Jake won't sign for me. It's not for me. You know, you know, I believe Jake signed for another club. It's not for me to announce that. I'll leave that to other people. I mean, Roger Hanna, he is. He signed for Rangers. He's going to Rangers for whatever reason. The clubs are, are sort of holding back on it. Yeah, nevertheless, he's going to be a Rangers player, so we can talk about these that. These pre-contracts are odd things, aren't they? Because there's nothing the matter with them. They're perfectly legal. Rangers signed Jordan Jones in one in January, and people talked about it. Jordan Jones talked about it in his social media, if you remember. Um, Rangers signed Glenn Kamara in one, and then a deal was done with Dundee. So they've signed Jake Hasty on a pre-contract. My understanding is it's a three-year deal with an option for a fourth year. 
Um, my understanding is Motherwell will receive something in the region of £400,000 via the, the sort of compensation development fee, if you like, Gordon. So the deal's done. Jake Hasty will become a Rangers player. And, and if you're Stephen Gerrard and Rangers, that's the kind of deal you should be doing because £400,000 isn't going to smash a huge hole in their budget. Hasty looks a very bright prospect. He's Scottish. Um, he's only going to get better. And Rangers will hope mm. he gets better playing for them. Rangers fans, is Jake Hasty the type of player you're excited to see in your team next season? Motherwell fans, how much will you miss him? Or do you think, alternatively, maybe he should have stayed a bit longer or gone elsewhere? Come on, let's hear from you. 0141 951 1025. It's unfortunate for the Motherwell fans, but it's a fact of life in Scottish football that uh, most players uh, have a wish to play for either Celtic or Rangers. Uh, and Motherwell having done such a great job in bringing forward these young men, teams are going to cherry-pick at Motherwell. And uh, I'm quite certain David Turnbull will be the next one out because I looked at the uh, Motherwell end-of-season awards and I noticed that David Turnbull picked up every award. So uh, I suspect that he'll be the next one out of Fir Park. Yeah, I think he, he was right. There was five awards, I think, for, for David Turnbull yeah. on, on the night. So I think most people who watch... Motherwell think he, he's he's the the main prospect if you like, but you can't really argue with the impact that Jake Hasty made in such a short yeah, time. And, and listen, I go back to an interview. I think it was an interview a few years ago when Alan Burrows first took over from Lee and Dempster, and I always sort of refer back to this. Alan Burrows said, for Motherwell to be a viable business, they need either a decent cup run to a semi final or a final, or they need to sell a player a year, if not both of these things oh. to happen to keep the money churning in. And they've done very well in terms of the Cups. There was a season a couple of years back they won both domestic Cup finals. And they've sold players. The young lad McKinstry, I think, is going to Leeds United as well. Hasty's going to Rangers. At some point down the line, Turnbull will go somewhere. It was Cedric Kipri last year, of Cedric course, to Wigan Kipri for a million. Well, to Wigan. Maybe Alan Campbell another season as well. So the model is working well. What other will want to do, they are doing. And as you says, it's a fact of life. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, all through any era of Motherwell The mm. best players have been sold on Alright, Stefan's a Rangers fan from Cardonald Jake Hasty, Stefan Is that one that excites you or not? Yeah, very much so Good evening, Pat uh, I echo the sentiments of Billy McNeil Obviously a great captain for Celtic A model captain for Celtic Which I hope to come on to a little bit later After we talk about Jake Hasty mm -hmm. But Jake Hasty for me That's the model that Rangers uh, youth team showed And uh, the manager's keen on Which is dynamic, aggressive Athletic uh, players that are going to be positive. I think Rangers are in a good place signing guys like Jake Hasty. Do you think he goes? I mean, how, how much does he, he trouble the starting eleven straight away, Stefan? Who, who is he up against? How do you see those attacking positions shaping up next season? Well, I think the manager said today. I mean, it doesn't matter if he's ten years younger; if he's better than what he's got in front of, front of the first team squad. I think obviously he's going to need to fight his way to get in. But if you actually look at him, he's been effective in the SPL right now. So he's got a step up from the youth team that we've got because he's actually performing to a very high level in the SPL right now. Uh, I think, uh, you know, he's young. His bone growth and his muscle growth is still to develop and uh, he'll come into a very good position forward uh, for Scotland and Rangers. Yeah, Roger, I mean, you look at that area of the, the field for Rangers. Daniel Candias will be there. Ryan Kent, I mean, Possibly, probably not. I don't. I don't really know. Well, I, would, I would say possibly uh, rather than probably, but um, because Liverpool still have the player yep. contracted, and they will decide where he goes. Glenn Middleton, Eros Gresda, Jamie yeah, Murphy, I, Jordan Jones coming I, in as I well. Get, I get the impression Stephen Gerrard isn't having Eros Gresda 
and the way he has performed thus far in his Rangers career. And Eros Gresda would be well advised to buck up his ideas. Otherwise, the Hasties and the Joneses and the Middletons and all of these guys will be well clear of Eros Gresda. Celtic and Rangers yeah. can easily afford to do this type of thing. Yeah, you know, it's the, yeah I'll, I'll let you back in. I'll let you back in. Don't worry. The, the, you know, Lewis Morgan went to Celtic. Uh, now on loan at Sunderland. However, it's a, a bet to nothing for Celtic. You know, they paid what two hundred fifty thousand pounds for Lewis Morgan. He'll be back there next season. We'll see how he gets on. Jake Hasty, if if the fee is around four hundred thousand pounds, then you know this is not life changing money for clubs the size of Celtic and Rangers. Uh, Stefan, on you go. Yeah, on the subject of Scott Brown, I mean, I'm listening to what you're saying about technically the SFA have looked into it and uh, there was no case to answer. But I think you've got to look at it cumulatively and you've got to look at the behaviour of Scott Brown standing on touchlines when Morales has been sent off. I mean, we're talking about fans improving their behaviour, trying to have a more progressive environment within the old firm through diminishing its importance. But I do not believe that a captain of Celtic is behaving... Appropriately in the modern age, I mean, if you look at somebody like Billy McNeil, I mean, surely if you want to see uh, you know, more inclusive, uh, positive environments for Scottish football fans, then you've got to see that the guys on the pitch, whilst being competitive, being respectful. I mean, if you're winning a league, you've got to do it with a bit of class. Go there, celebrate their own fans. But I've seen Scott Brown actually celebrate in front of the Rangers fans at the Sandy Jardin stand and the Copeland Road. In fact, Almost all the time, if they score goals there, they take more pleasure in rubbing salt into Rangers fans' wounds, and that's what creates such a hostile environment. It's not good for Scottish football, and as far as I'm concerned, Scottish football authorities should have pulled them up, and they should have served a punishment, bringing the game into disrepute. But listen, There's a number of other angles that should run down, but I would agree with the Rangers fan that was on before, in a perception uh, viewpoint. Rangers fans definitely feel like... We get treated, their players get treated less favourably uh, for opportunities like that. Like, for instance, Candias, Andy Halliday, you know, Greenock Morton, uh, celebrating and, 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 you know, seemingly causing a riot. I know these are different situations, but it's got to be looked at. I mean, know? to be fair as well, Stefan, and you make, you know, a lot of accurate points, but, but Scott Brown, about two months ago, was, was, was sent off for a celebration at Kilmarnock. So, uh, are we being a little bit selective, maybe? Oh no, I don't think so. If you look at the old four matches where Celtic quite right for have been the, by far the better team. They've created all the accolades I'm talking about previously. Cashinia's team, I'm talking about even, you know, look at it, the Brendan Rogers teams. Every single time they score goals at Ibrooks when we get trousted four and five now, there's been a lot of tolerance and sometimes regretfully some uh, you know, indiscretions for Rangers uh, the odd Rangers fan, which is not you know, not representative of all Rangers fans. But I'm telling you, you're getting fans turning up at a parkhead in Ibrooks and they do celebrate, they have a couple of drinks in them and you're getting the Celtic captain goading Rangers supporters. Right. I've actually seen it where he's looking round to see the rest watching. Well, Stephen, so he, I'm he, telling you that's out there. He, he's he, no he, out there because he, he's turned up as journalists. Here's, here's you've got the, to be honest here's about the that. Thing, here's the thing. Now. Say I buy into what you're saying, right? And I think some of the arguments you're saying have merit, right? Say I buy into what you're saying and... Whenever Celtic score a goal at Ibrox, Scott Brown or whoever, or Lustig steals a policewoman's hat or whatever, and we say that this is not a good thing, that's fine. What Scott Brown was facing today was an SFA charge. And he wasn't charged with goading, and he wasn't charged with, 
you know, running in and rubbing anyone's nose and that he was charged with not acting in the best interests of football. And they couldn't make it stick. It was a silly charge. Yeah. Now, what the SFA might want to do is look at the rule book and tighten up the rule book and bring in goading and bring in gestures and bring well, in well, this they, and bring they, they in they that. They used to have gestures and it got taken out. You'll remember 100%, 100% a couple of years got, ago they, they had a, a rule but for Scott, gestures. Scott Brown and Alfredo Morelos and any other players you like are all ruled by the SFA rule book. And yep. we can say what we think about Scott Brown and whether he acted as Celtic captain should act, whether he let his team and his club down, what he did. But what we know tonight he didn't do. He didn't break any SFA rules. Now, the SFA rule book might not be the rule book I would have or you would have, Stefan, or Hugh yeah. and Gordon would have, but it is what it is. And Scott Brown didn't mm. break any rules. Therefore, use, he can't be punished. To use the parlance of the West of Scotland, Scott Brown is a wind-up merchant. And he has been a wind-up merchant during several years of sustained success on Celtic's part. And yeah. during several years when, through their own fault, Rangers have gone down through the leagues uh, through mismanagement of the club's affairs. So it's been a hard time for the Rangers supporters and it's been an easy time for Scott Brown to be a wind-up merchant. But... You know, I mean, he's a good footballer as well. So it's whether he wants to be remembered and as being a, a class captain, one, one not thing, just for, for Celtic. He's been a Scotland captain as well. Yeah, one, I'm one, becoming of a Scotland captain. One thing I will say, you know, though, that's the thing as well. One thing I will say, though, Stephen, is when Rangers won the game in December at Ibrox, Scott Arfield was in Scott Brown's face doing the Bruni, and he was trying yeah. to wind up Scott Brown. Now. That's fine Scott Good Brown Scott, Scott Brown didn't bite But Scott Brown Waited and waited and waited And then He has now done something In the game at Celtic Park That has got every single Rangers fan biting Without actually breaking any rules Okay thank you to Stefan and Cardonald We were talking about Jake Hasty. We've had the, the Rangers perspective From Stefan Let's get the Motherwell perspective uh, From Hayden in Paisley Hi Hayden yeah, Hi guys how you doing? Good thanks What are your thoughts on Jake Hasty's move then? Um, obviously I'm disappointed that he's not staying But I'm just glad that the club Have kind of protected themselves this time Because um, there's been a string of players That we've developed through our academy And we've lost for nothing um, If you think back to what players like Sean Hutchinson And things like that Who are now mm. captains of our clubs Like down south um, We didn't get anything for them um, I think that Motherwell I mean He's, he's had a great few months um, But I mean that's all it really is at this point um, and would we probably get more than half a million for him? Probably not anyway So I think it is a, a good bit of business for us Quite fascinating the way it works, Roger or I say fascinating People are going to say that's not fascinating That's actually really boring No, but, you, we'll, no we'll, I'm with you, you're correct We'll, we'll, go, we'll go for it anyway um, Motherwell actually haven't protected themselves In the sense of signing Jake Hasty on a contract But because of his age Because he's been at the club since he was nine year old And a couple of other criteria that he fits That's why the, the compensation fee should be so big And Hayden is, is absolutely right Sean Hutchinson in the past Players have been lost And what Alan Burrows has gone on record as saying before Is Motherwell now If they have a young player His contract will expire on the season of his 22nd birthday yeah. So that they are protected for the compensation Because if the contract expires the next year y You've lost out So you either sign them up on a contract And then they get a fee Or the contract runs out at the, the right time, so to speak. We've spent a lot of tonight's show discussing Scott Brown and discussing the rules. And Scott Brown not breaking rules. Motherwell very wisely 
are using the rules to their benefit. They're exploiting this loophole in, in the rules that they make sure the player's contract runs out while they're still able to get the compensation and they don't give him a big five-year deal that takes him to his 24 mm. and he walks out the door and says, thanks very much, cheerio, and they get nothing for him. So Alan Burrows is, is being very clever on Motherwell's behalf and maximising the money that he can bring in for Hasty and others. Hey, then you'll have seen him a lot then. Is he good enough to go and make an impact at Rangers? Um, just to quickly you know, touch on something else, guys, because I don't know if you are aware of this or not, but um, it's part of the administration deal um, with Lewis Hutchison and John Boyle. Yep. Um, they get a percentage of any transfer fees from Burrow. Right. Yep. Um, whereas with this, um, they don't get anything. So it's actually very, very clever from Alan Burrows, um, and I think he's doing a brilliant job at the club. You are spot um, on. In terms of um, Jake Hastie next year, I don't know is the honest answer. Um, I hope he does well. There's a lot of guys on the forums and stuff like that, that are slating him and stuff. I, I, I don't feel like that. I hope he does well. Um, but I mean, he's it's very young. I think he'd have been doing another year first in football. I don't think he's going to go there and start every game. He'll probably be about a squad player. I never um, see the I never see the point in fans having a go. Motherwell fans having a go at Hastie. I'm just saying, he feel he should stay a bit longer. He's only just come into the team in January. I mean, he spent the first half of the season. Alawa, of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they worked somewhere, and then someone else, another employer, came in and said, "Tell you what, come over to our place, and we'll multiply your salary by seven or eight times," they would go in a heartbeat. Thank you, Hayden in Paisley. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Whereas we're talking about young players, the Youth Cup final at Hamden last night. Who stood out for you then? Fans of both teams. Who were you impressed with? Who were you not impressed with? Let's hear from you, and we'll get the full time teaser next as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Roger Hanna are here, and it's time for them to tackle tonight's full time teaser. We like the teaser. That's when you send the questions to us and we try and catch out the pundits. What are you waving at me for? I have never felt so confident <laughs> in my life. I'm normally sitting here with Derek Johnson or DL or some other useless case. But here I have the brain of Britain with me Well in defence of the useless cases They don't feel too confident playing with you either No but they're not here in front of the mic as I am Right okay well I hope they're not (laughs) listening after that insulting language Right Ten years ago this weekend Uh Amidst all the talk of Aberdeen trying harder against Rangers Than they do against anyone else Sometimes you get a bit of luck on these questions Because ten years ago this weekend Rangers played Aberdeen it finished 3-1 to Rangers at Ibrooks, And you know what's coming next, don't you? Can you name the Rangers starting 11 from that day? Now, it is worth pointing out that I was very, very poor in my, my role as the, the, the question reader-outer last night because John Whitelaw sent last night's question in and he didn't get his shout-out, Hugh. Oh. He was embarrassed in front of his work colleagues who were saying, there's no way you sent that in. But I'm sorry, John Whitelaw, thank you for last night's question. Now tonight's Can you name the Rangers Starting 11 10 years ago This weekend When they beat Rangers uh, They beat Aberdeen Sorry 3-1 At Ibrox Barry Ferguson Nope Kenny Miller No Chris Boyd No Whoa 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 Hold on This is is definitely my fault (laughs) 20 years ago Not 10 1999 My apologies My apologies 20 years ago Simple arithmetic gets the better of me sometimes This was a game that put Rangers very close to their first league title Under Dick Advocat If you say so 
April 1999 yeah. 25th of April 1999 I'm pretty sure I covered this game For well, the newspaper That should be easy to rhyme off The starting 11 then A Starting 11 Stephen Kloss Yes Goff Nope Amoruso Mm-hmm Kinchelskis Oh he's got the bit between his teeth Hugh Keevans It's a joy yeah. to watch isn't it A Arthur Newman No Alright we'll leave it there then We're looking for the Rangers starting 11 When they beat Aberdeen 3-1 at Ibrox 20 years ago this weekend 1999 You've got Klaus, Amaruso and Kinchelskis so far You can play along with us on Twitter At Clyde SSB Now I want to know Who caught your eye in the Youth Cup final last night Who impressed you Who didn't impress you Anyone who you think could get into the first team anytime soon Because it was a 3-2 win for Rangers on the night A cracking game at Hamden it must be said um, let's hear from both managers Rangers under 18 coach David McCallum says He is hoping to see some of them impress Stephen Gerrard It was the first Youth Cup win since 2014 for Rangers And he says he was delighted with the performance on the night I think the best way to describe the game is probably just interesting um, We've started well, we've got two quick goals And the game kind of settles thereafter And both teams have chances at different points We got a half time actually a little bit frustrated with part of our performance I, th- I thought whilst we created from mid to, to, to front um, the back, the back to the middle probably kind of a little bit neater a bit tighter and, and more control rather than going longer too often the game got turned over and becomes stretched so we spoke about that at half time I'm not sure how much to listen to at half time mind you when you get back out the second half and we start I mean, credit to Celtic to come back out and do what they've done there put us in the back foot and, and make us defend um, and obviously not, not particularly well for those two or three minutes and you're back to two each but the character that the lads have shown um, it's probably the biggest bit we've taken from tonight mm-hmm. to, to go back to two each and then win the game 3-2 and miss a penalty in there as well um, yeah there's a lot of character shown there for the lads the fact is that some of these guys have been a lot of reserve exposure as well over the course of the, the season um, some have managed to train the first team as well so that would be the hope you've still got some games to go you've still got uh, well, clearly from the reserve point of view the Glasgow Cup and you've then got the, another league game to go and hopefully within that if the manager takes a liking to him gives them more training opportunities then you never know um, it's really just down to the players to take opportunities isn't it come on then is the future bright for your club based on what you saw at Hamden last night who do you think could break into the first team 01419511025 Stephen McManus was the losing manager but he's taking the positives he says it was a great showcase for the upcoming talent in the country and he believes players gained great experience playing at the National Stadium and on television as well just before we hear from Stephen McManus what did you make of it as a, a game Roger? Um, only saw highlights of it I was at a I'd like to say it was out at a function last night but um, it, it looked a good advert for the youths at the two clubs um, Celtic coming back to 2-2 At that stage, it really could have gone either way And I think, you know, Steve McManus is quite new to that job Having left Motherwell to go back to Celtic David McCallum's been there slightly longer um, Worked with Graham Murphy for a period of time Even with the first team It looks as if they're both doing a good job um, I know Stephen Gerrard spoke today About the development of these young players at Rangers um, I'm quite sure Neil Lennon takes a keen interest Having worked with the youths initially at Celtic And the kids in Stephen's squad as well So we always talk about The £5 million guy coming in from here And the £6 million guy coming from there But I think the supporters Take as much pleasure in seeing For argument's sake A Kai Kennedy Or a Karamoko Dembele Coming through into the first teams at Rangers or Celtic As they would you know, looking to bring in some multi-million pound foreign player They strike up a better bond with the homegrown players and, and you would love to think that three or four or five From either side last night Will be troubling the first team squads in the not too distant future
For young players trying to make their way in the game, the only thing that football can guarantee is that you're going to suffer bumps along the way, and, and that's what we can explain to them at half time. So, listen, they're a fantastic, honest young bunch of young professionals to come back in the way that they did in such an important game. Listen, these young boys have never experienced media coverage playing in front of the telly, playing in front of the national, playing on the national stadium. So, I thought they handled the occasion tremendously well. The country's full like very, very good young players. Very good young players. As a nation, we've always been very critical of how bad we are at everything. I think we're one of the best in the world at doing it. And it's great for, for all you guys, for the supporters, to come and see these young players who are extremely talented, very hard-working, but they're honest and they're genuine. 01419511025 That is the number you need You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB Because we want to know What you made of the Youth Cup final Are there any players you think Could trouble the first team Anytime soon Bill is in Jordan Hill Hi Bill Hi there Hi Bill um, I watched the game last night I thought the uh, Rangers were more professional In the way they went about the job uh, The players were more athletic Than the Celtic players However uh, There was three of the Celtic players That caught my eye one in particular was the American centre-forward, Cameron Harper. Um, rather than young Dembele uh, coming into the Celtic team at some stage towards the end of the season, I think this boy should be given a chance. He's got fire in his boots. I'm quite sure he could walk into a lot of the teams in the league at the moment. Uh, there was another boy playing in the left wing, Oko Flex, who seemed to be a wee bit sort of taken aback initially with the game, but then started to come into the game more in the second half and another boy called Coffey, an Irish boy. And I think that sort of taken away a wee bit from Dembele because I think everybody was looking for Dembele to do something. But he was well marshaled by Rangers. But these, that, this boy, Cameron Harper in particular, very, very good. Yeah, Roger, listen, Dembele's been getting headlines since he was 13 years old. There's not much you can do yeah, about it when you when you attract so much interest. Yeah, and I think I think Noel Lennon spoke about Karamoko today and said he could be involved in, around about the first team squad before the season's out. Armstrong Okoflex, who was a lad to come up from Arsenal when Brendan Rodgers was manager, he was in the bench for the first team. I think the day Celtics, when Scott Brown scored and was sent off down at Rugby Park, a few weeks ago um, The lad Harper he impressed me last night Took his goal very well um, And it's interesting to see How Celtic view the next step For these lads Because You go back to the Jack Aitchison situation Jack Aitchison became Celtic's Youngest senior goal scorer When he scored that goal Against Motherwell In the 7-0 game Ronnie Dyla's last League game in charge That was three years ago Gordon And he hasn't really troubled The first mm-hmm. team since Doing well on low In Aloha But you, you wonder what the correct developmental path for these lads is And I'll be interested to see what Celtic do with Cameron Harper next season Whether he has another season in Steve McManus's team Whether he can get into that first team squad notoriously difficult Or whether he goes to a Partick Thistle or a Morton or a Queen of the South And plays 40 games for them Ross County have opened the scoring in Dingwall They only need a point to win the championship title They're on course for three It's Ross County 1, Queen of the South nil. 28 minutes gone Whether it's Celtic and Rangers or anybody else The most problematic thing that happens is that When they're 17 or 18 Everyone talks them up too much And by the time they're 21 There's nothing left uh, So I happen to be sitting beside Scott McDonald at uh, the big boxing show last night after he had come back from Hamden where he'd attended the match and he was like Roger he could see good things on both sides so that's as good as it gets right now uh, you can see potential now 
the development is important and whether the potential becomes mm. the reality. Uh, and the Rangers fans would have been excited, Roger, I'm sure, by the likes of uh, Nathan Young Coombs. He's been scoring a lot of goals for yeah, the development took, squad and scored the winner ultimately took, last night. The winner night. very well, just nipped in in front of his market and he had posed flashing header. It has been getting rave reviews. It's difficult for these lads to, to make the breakthrough, though. You know, for, for Nathan Young Coombs to get close to the first team, he's got to sort of get close to a level of a Morelos mm. or a Defoe. Or, or a laugh or two Yeah because presumably Zach Rudden is still That, that step up the ladder I, as well Because he's out on loan I, At Falkirk I, I, at the moment. And he's only on loan At a championship team Ryan Hardy's there Who's on loan At another premiership team And there's another one Who will be thinking He should be getting A crack at it Before Nathan Young comes So it is difficult For these young lads As Hugh says It's difficult to plot That step From being a very good Youth team player to being a valuable first team player And in Scotland Unfortunately We seem to have a habit for Losing good young guys through the cracks 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch Thank you to Bill in Jordan Hill For his thoughts How are you getting on with tonight's teaser Now it was 20 years ago this weekend Rangers played Aberdeen Just like they will this weekend At Ibrox And they won the game 3-1 I'm looking for the Rangers starting 11 You've only got three so far Klaus, Amoruso, Kincelskis you, you, you said no Arthur Newman Does that mean it was Tony Vidmar? No Tony Vidmar Oh George Alberts No George Alberts I've got the wrong guy sitting beside me here Dear, dear. He's G- a dud Gio yeah. Van Bronckhorst Yeah Van, Van Bronckhorst played Right Hugh what have you got? This should be good I don't like your silence Hugh Keevans I'm, I'm thinking hey, Rod Wallace Yes I want Hugh to give me a guess though Because I like it when we ask him from Something 20 years ago He's good at 50 years ago <laughs> Then when you get closer It gets a little <laughs> wonky mm. Alright you need more time don't you Do you want one more shout? Go for it What about Neil McCann? Yes Neil McCann So you've got 6 of the 11 Hugh Keevans, you need to come up with the other five. I'm going to ban Roger Hanna. <laughs> Eddie is in Long Island, New York. Wow. Hi, Eddie. Hello there. What's your point tonight? Well, I, I had a slightly different take on the Scott Brown charge um, and, and the reasons why the SFA found him not guilty. Right? Um, the, the whole charge, right, it was a post-match, a post-match charge. It was a complete knee-jerk reaction, right? Rangers complained that it was his fault that three Rangers players lost their discipline, right? He made us do it. You know, the same thing is, is what's happening today. It's Aberdeen's fault that we can't beat them, you know, whatever. But it, I think the rule itself is a nebulous rule, right? It's a, it's a catch-all rule, you know, not acting in the best interests of Scottish football. It's so subjective. You could, you could point to almost anybody and make some sort of charge for it. You know, um, but but it happens all the time. You know, players noise and other players up. I mean, I, I could spend the rest of today giving you examples of different Rangers players that have noise people up. You know, it's part and parcel of the game, right? So, you know, could you have found him guilty? Yeah, you could have. You know, but. The thing is, I don't think the SFE found they found them not guilty because I think they realised this was a can of worms, right? Because because the whole rule is so subjective. If they would have found him guilty, I personally think the next people who were going to be up on the exact same charge 
was the SFA themselves. Because if there's been anybody not acting in the best interest of Scottish football for the last 12 months, it's those guys. Well, let's examine it again. The referee and the other match officials missed Scott Brown's gesture at the end of the game. Had they seen it, yellow card. Yellow card would mean no ban, which is where we're at today with Scott Brown. No ban. Well, I, mean, I think it would have been a second yellow on the day, wouldn't it? Was he booted? Hmm, I'll look that one up But anyway It's, so, it's, it's different From being booked at the time To this retrospective stuff But they have uh, To use Eddie's word Come up with this nebulous charge Legal representation has shown That they can't make it stick Therefore they have had to deliver a verdict Based on The fact that they cannot Pull this one off So Whether it outrages The Ranger supporters or not Legal minds have gone to work on this today and come up with the only verdict possible Not proven And it's a very typical Twitter response I'm looking at Roger I'm looking at So Clyde Super Scoreboard tweeted that Saying Scott Brown has avoided a ban The Celtic fans are up in arms How can you say he avoided a ban There was no case to answer we're, we're, And the Rangers fans are accusing you two Of defending Scott Brown Even although you both said That you didn't think his behaviour was clever But that's a different thing from well, breaking rules We're getting into the semantics of it what Radio Clyde put out at 6 o'clock was correct He has avoided a ban He's avoided a two-match ban Because the compliance officer Claire White In the initial charge Offered him a two-match ban And had he been found guilty today He would have missed the games against Kilmarnock and Aberdeen So he has avoided a ban That, that That's a statement of fact um, I think both you and I have been perfectly clear In our summation of Scott Brown's conduct I don't think it was particularly clever I don't think it was particularly gratifying We've seen Celtic captains We've seen Rangers captains We've seen Cowdenbeath captains Over the years Who have behaved In a more befitting manner Than Scott Brown did At the end of the game But Scott Brown wasn't facing a charge From Hugh Keevans and myself He was facing a charge from the SFA And they didn't break SFA rules I go back to one thing He is a wind-up merchant and if he was a wind-up merchant in a Rangers jersey, the Rangers fans would love him. Thank you to Eddie in Long Island, New York, just along the road a little bit. I'm going to get the answers to the teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part for Roger Hanna and Hugh Keevans. The question that they're answering tonight, it was sent into full time at Clyde1.com. And it is named the Rangers starting 11 from 20 years ago exactly when they beat Aberdeen at Ibrooks. You're doing quite well. You've Well, sorry, Roger is doing quite well. <laughs> He's got Kloss, Amoruso, Kincelskis, Van Bronckhorst, Wallace, McCann as Queen of the South hit the bar. Anyway, Amato. Yes, Amato. Well done, Hugh. I'm sure Roger didn't tell you that one during the break. I'm sure he did. Sergio Perini. Oh, now you're pulling the difficult ones out of the bag I'm worried for the, the future of this question Because what's that, seven, you've got eight Here's one, what about Colin Henry? Yes Nine, and we'll leave the last two then Because you've got plenty of time Still Ross County one, Queen of the South nil Remember, even a point for Ross County sends them up tonight uh, Dan is in Greenock What did you make of last night's Youth Cup final, Dan? Well, I'd like to say, first thing, Colin I just heard the boy talking about the Youth Cup final there mm-hmm. uh, I think it was absolutely outstanding, man. It's the way the football should be played. You know what I mean? It was like the old-fashioned days, blood and thunder by the B-boys. And it's it was just to, to, plot, to applaud Steve McManus. I'm sorry, I can't remember the Rangers manager. Steve McCallum. Aye. 
excellent. The way they brought the boys in to play the football. And to see at the end of the game, they're all shaking hands. They're going to the enemy supporters. They're under 10s, 12s, and letting these be boys know what it's about to play for their teams, you know, the Rangers and the Celtic. And to, to take the right way, especially this week, what they carry on about Scott Brown and all that kind of carry on, you know what I mean? That's nothing. That's, that's the way they can stop a lot of trouble. Bring these wee boys up right, the way these guys are doing it. And it'd just be great for us in the future. I just thought, I'd, I'd, as I say, just phone up the plod. The managers and all the wee boys for playing the game the right way. Yeah, quite right. That's all it was. Quite right, Dan. I mean, Hugh, the, the, the harsh reality of the Youth Cup final yeah. is that the majority, perhaps, of these players will never go on and play first team for Celtic or Rangers. Correct. Let's not be negative. Let's let's just be honest about yeah. it. However, what 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 a, an opportunity to showcase yourself. Whether it's not going to be Rangers or Celtic, maybe it'll be at another club. Maybe even the experience without getting too fairy tale on you just stand you in good stead for the rest of your life if you do something out with football but it's a it's a, a great experience for these young players to go and take part in without question but as I say whether it's Celtic and Rangers or any other club uh, the best at it this season have been Motherwell uh, at bringing forward guys who regrettably will not do it for Motherwell in the long run but will get Motherwell some money uh, as compensation for their efforts in finding and nurturing these young talents uh, the One name keeps coming back to me Islam Farouz You know At one stage This was to be Celtic's wonder boy uh, And for the life of me I can't think of where he is now uh, We all know that he went down to Chelsea Rather than hang around it at Celtic uh, And Nothing So that's what you have to guard against You have to make sure that not only Is the ability nurtured but the temperament as well And uh, you know Well done to Dan for coming on And applauding both yeah. sets of young players But now is Now and what happens after now Is what's important and It's a difficult step to make we're, we're watching in the television in the studio tonight Ross County versus Queen of the South Ross County on course to win the, the championship title tonight The man who will lift the trophy Marcus Fraser mm. Now Marcus Fraser Played in the Youth Cup final for Celtic Got in and around Celtic's first team squad Seem to remember him playing against Rain in a UEFA he Cup did, tie yeah. one night Walking up behind Marcus Fraser tonight Scott Fox yeah. And Jamie Lindsay Two others who would play in a game like that for Celtic All very good players But not quite good enough To play for Celtic's first team And and you know this is the thing When they were 16, 17 They all looked as if they had a chance And it just shows even quality players Like those three they're still just that bit off Having the quality required To go into the Celtic first team And it shows how difficult it is For these young lads in both teams last night Dan I know you may not be able to remember Exact names or whatever But were there any players on, on either side That stood out for you? Yeah, the wee goal scorer for Rangers The, the wee boy with the hairdo As I called him to my wife My wife's a Rangers last year I'm a Celtic boy I said that wee boy The wee goal scorer at the end is a, He had a great game And the wee number nine for Celtic The wee centre forward there's a lot yeah, of boys they were, they were great But I was going to come back in there Actually my wee, my wee grandson My grandson plays football And he's both at the Celtic courses And all the rest of it And I took him up to Billy McNeil's thing The other day there And he's trying to impose on, on the young guys That it's not about all this other stuff That comes with religion and all that It's just about being a decent human being And, and I, I was watching it last night with the wee boy And they were talking about Both sets of players But daddy's Rangers, granddaddy's Rangers I said it doesn't matter son You know I mean it's you pick up good points from everywhere. So Mr. Greg was it uh, Billy McNeil's, and it's try to put that into kids. You know what I mean? It's not just about the football; it's about everything in your life. You know what I mean? And it, to me, it's just great. 
it's my wee grandson might not make it, but he probably won't make it. But see, you see a kid enjoying his football, to me, there's mm. nothing better. I think that's well said, Dan. Appreciate you coming on for the first time. We'd be delighted to have you back some other time. Let's quickly speak to Jerry in Uddingston. We're running out of time, but Jerry, on you go. Hi, good evening, gentlemen. Home, you're well. And um, you. A couple of quick points, just one very, very quickly uh, retiring number five jersey. I'm not in favour of that. I think that's a very American thing. Um, I think that we at Celtic have and will continue to respect Billy as he deserves as a giant of the club and, and Scottish football uh, as a whole but uh, not the time of Jersey for me uh, I don't think that's the right way to, to show uh, respect Yes, yeah, A lot of um, people Jerry, have tweeted in to say you know, why not just leave it as a an incentive for young defenders to, to go yeah. and try and wear it and, and, and fulfil it if they can Jerry. Is that is that the best way of going about it? Absolutely I mean if I, if I, as a, certainly if a Scott takes that jersey um then yeah, I think if I was if I was ever good enough to wear that jersey, it'd certainly inspire me to get nowhere near the heights that the great man may uh, reach, but but certainly to to give him my best every single day. Neil Lennon said earlier this week that the first thing you see each and every day as you approach Celtic Park is Billy McNeil's statue. Celtic have paid due tribute to Billy McNeil by erecting that statue and by putting on underneath this statue Celtic's greatest ever captain. Tomorrow will be the people's turn Tomorrow they will Respect the wishes of the McNeil family Tell the stories and sing the songs And not in an empty and quiet football stadium They want the place to be raucous And for me it'll be a people's event With a football match thrown in tomorrow Yeah as Hugh says Jerry, The football rightly so It does take a back seat It gets put into perspective However Celtic Maybe could win the title this weekend if they do their part, and then uh, Rangers lose or you know drop points on Sunday. Can you see that happening, or is it going to go on for another while? Um, no, I don't see Rangers getting beat. Um, they've impressed me over the last few weeks. I think Celtic just need to do their business. Um, I've been disappointed with uh, uh, the, the 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 team in the last couple of games, Livingston and um, and Hibs in the league. Um, I think we'll get there. Um, but no, I don't see Rangers dropping Jerry. points. Jerry, I'll tell you one thing. Neil Lennon has the easiest team talk of his managerial career tomorrow. He simply looks at all his players and says, do you want to walk off that park having failed to honour the memory of Billy McNeil in front of 60,000 Celtic supporters? And then he should turn to the mirror and have a look at it and direct the same question to himself. Do you want to walk off that park not having honoured Billy McNeil's memory in front of 60,000 Celtic fans Thank you Jerry Nuddingston We really are running out of time So tonight's teaser I'm looking for the starting 11 From 20 years ago Exactly When Rangers beat Aberdeen At Ibrox You've got most of them You're still looking for another two I think we're shy of midfielders Did two guy play? Let me consult my list Two guy did not play Oh, Claudio Reyna Yes And I just knew this would be the last one not to blow my own trumpet But it's just clearly the hardest one Here we go Scott Wilson Nope On the bench Came on Derek McInnes On the bench Came on <laughs> Ian Ferguson Not involved I think we're short of a left back Is no. That a, no No It's a midfielder It's a midfield player Yep Went on to have a decent career Out with Rangers For the likes of Aberdeen and Dunfermline oh, Barry Nicholson Barry Nicholson uh, Thank you Roger Hanna And Hugh Keevans For joining me Gordon Duncan tonight It was really Really busy On the phones And on Twitter So thank you For getting in touch And thanks for your company We will be back tomorrow At midday Another six hour special Hugh You can't beat it You're dead in your feet By the end of them But they're worth it We are coming back With a major 
people's event Starting at 12.30 With a football match thrown in We'll be here at midday Make sure you join us And GBX Friday's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.